They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am Ron Pashery, columnist for TJRWrestling.net. Joining me this week, good friends of mine, Mr. Sexy Punakana, then now forever, C.K. Joe Rottermill. Love it. <laughs> and the voice that runs the place, Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd, hailing from Cardiff, Wales. Thank you for joining us tonight. Always. Sure, it was a long flight in. It was. Uh, I don't even know where the hell it is. So I don't think <laughs> it's in Wales. Yeah. Yeah, it's all the way in Wales. Yeah. Believe it or not. Cardiff? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know where in Wales it is. Uh, I don't know. It's north. Okay. North, <laughs> north Wales. All right. Good scenery in Cardiff? <laughs> yes. Uh, before we get started, not too far from Wales, someone from Ireland just became the first ever two-division champion in the UFC, well, the first person to hold two simultaneous championships in the UFC. That is the notorious Conor McGregor, someone that I'm a huge fan of. Uh, I think he's one of the most interesting guys probably in the last 20 years in any sport. Uh, nobody, I don't think, really thought anyone could hold two belts at the same time. He proved everyone wrong. Now he's trying to get shares in the company. <laughs> I don't know if he'll get them or not. What a I heel. Think, yeah, if, if anyone deserves it, it's him. He's playing pretty well. Yeah. He is. That, and obvious Triple H has mentioned it recently that he would love to see Conor McGregor in WWE. I would love to see it myself. I think he'd be perfect. I think he'd be ten times better than Floyd Mayweather ever was in WWE. I, I would love to see Conor McGregor get a run, even if it's just showing up at a WrestleMania every now and again. Either one of you interested in seeing Conor McGregor in WWE? I mean, it could be interesting, but I'm not really, like, holding my breath for it. It's not something I'm, like, if it happens, I would watch it, but it's not something I'm begging for. Okay, Alo? I'm interested because all the things, all the shooting, well, well, the work that he was doing on Twitter, yeah. coming at the WWE superstars, I'm kind of <laughs> interested to see who the, if, because you have to assume the UFC owes WWE guy for the, for the whole Brock thing, so it's like, who would they, who would they put with Conor McGregor? And that would be the interesting thing about it. Sheamus? Yeah. I don't want to see Both that. Irish. Seamus Seamus claimed he could beat up Conor McGregor. Being part of a posse. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm curious. I don't know what they would do, but I think he'd be super entertaining. I think the fans would eat it up. Uh I think it'd probably be that'd be the first time that I think WWE would be something almost everyone was paying attention to. It might if be Conor stepped Yeah, it in. might be close to um Tyson. The way Conor is mm-hmm. now, yeah, it would definitely get some kind of draw. Yeah, he's he's also claimed that he's not fighting again until he gets a piece of the company. <laughs> so if that's true and he has a long layoff, who knows? He you may see him in WWE before you see him in UFC again. Uh I would love to see it. Uh, Conor McGregor, though, he's a guy who was a plumber. One day he was sitting in his car in the middle of the workday, just decided, you know what, I don't want to be a plumber anymore. Just drove home, said, I'm never going back to this job again. Told his parents I'm going to be a fighter, and then he went out and became the most famous fighter in probably against the history of the UFC, really. So I find him as an inspirational figure. Uh, congratulations, Conor McGregor. Hopefully we see you in WWE soon. Leads us into, we have Survivor Series. 
Of the big four pay-per-views, would we all agree that that's probably number four out of the big four? Yes. Is there even any real debate about that? I mean, it's four, maybe pushing three, but... It's, it's <laughs> well, for the past, i say, six years or less, or, no, actually six years or more, it's the number four pit top four, <laughs> Because it's never been good in a long time. Uh, Joe. Yes. Are you excited about Survivor Series this year? Not generally. No? <laughs> I mean, some of the matches have some intrigue to them, but I mean, it seems kind of messy. Halo? That's just the general impression I have. Yeah, you looking forward to Survivor Series this year? I'm not looking forward to six hours of coverage, but <laughs> I'm looking forward to some of the matches because there's actually Survivor Series. It's actually really a Survivor Series. You got yeah. Yeah. Raw versus SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, you have the, you have actually have the top five guys from each show that compete each other in each division, and there's actually under stuff stuff on the line in the undercard. So I'm looking forward to it. I just don't feel it needs to be, needs to be four hours long for a main show and a two hour pre show. But I I don't really mind it because the matches they need time. I don't want matches. I don't want these matches. Well, everybody getting eliminated in these oh, matches they're definitely and need dropping time. like flies. Three I want these time. things to get time. Like we reviewed in Survivor Series 01. That match got 45 minutes mm-hmm. for a take-all match. And I think if it's four hours, then some of these matches don't get time. Like for, for example, I, I really hope the women's match and the men's match gets time. A tag team match, I really don't care because we'll we'll try to get to that. <laughs> it's all, that's a mess. But I'm really looking forward to it, except for it being four hours. Four hours. So basically, just the the time commitment you're not looking yeah. forward to, but there you you finding some interest in what's actually happening on the show. Yeah, and there's a rumor going around that the Rumble's supposed to be four hours. Well, I'm sure every I'm sure all four of those big shows are going yeah. to be four yeah. hours. I I don't think we're ever honestly. It'll be five hours before it goes back to three hours. <laughs> yeah, because, so <laughs> yeah, because I saw on, I saw on Instagram somebody had um bought Rumble tickets and they got an email saying the, t- the time changed to five thirty. Wow. So, get out, Dodge. Yeah, my feeling is that I don't, as much as I want to complain about it being four hours, I'll be satisfied with it because, like I said, I know it will be a five hour show before it ever goes back yeah. to being a three hour show. <laughs> with, so, with an hour of commercials. Yeah. Five uh, hours with an hour of commercials. Yeah, don't, it doesn't need to be four hours, but nothing we can do about it. Um, I'm looking forward to it a little bit more now than I have been for the last few weeks. Um, I think they did do a good job of building up to it. Uh, on Raw, obviously, Team SmackDown invaded. Well, the, the men's team, SmackDown, invaded Raw. Then they got clowned. They did. So good. <laughs> so, Ayla, you were a fan of this segment? Until Bray Wyatt st- spoke. <laughs> but I digress. But What I, did Bray say on Raw? But he, he killed all Owens and... Oh, and he... And yeah, Owens and, and AJ talked Momentum. About Braun, right? Talked about Braun. Talked about Braun that, uh, you know, he made him. He could take him away. He's turned his back on the family. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, like my my whole problem with it was that there there was no stakes. Like, why would any of these guys care? Like, why is AJ Styles really? Like, yeah, I got to do it for for SmackDown. Or is Randy Orton thinking? Yeah, I got to do it for SmackDown. Or is Kevin Owens thinking? Yeah, I got to do it for Raw. Like, I I just felt like why do any of these guys really care? Yeah. But they did a good job of actually giving us something to sink our teeth into as far as this match is concerned. Um, I did... The one thing I didn't like about it was it was just a basic, like, paint-by-numbers, okay, we're just going to roll SmackDown. Mm-hmm. There wasn't, like, a back-and-forth. No, it was just like, okay, we're on Raw, so all the Raw guys are going to, one by one, all, all get over. And, and this segment kind of just made my concerns very visual right off the bat. One, 
Braun Strowman. He doesn't really belong in this match. He looks stiffed out there. Kayfabe. He's going to be stiffed mm. out there. Even when he was taking, like, he had two people punching him. He was looking like he was barely phased. <laughs> and then my second concern is Shane. <laughs> How is he going to, like, benefit either the, the team in there? I mean, I, I know it's Shane O'Mac. He's good for the occasional spot. He's good. He fights with heart. But it doesn't seem like he fits in the list of wrestlers that we have out there. What about yeah. Young Simba? Yeah, it is Young Simba. What is he now? Mufasa. <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah, I, I, I loved... Honestly, I shouldn't even say I loved it because it goes without saying. Jericho, oh, once again, so good. was unbelievable <laughs> in this segment. You're going backstage. on the list. <laughs> Everybody going on the list. What about backstage? With the um, the scarves? <clears throat> oh, my God, yeah. You, Chins McMahon, you're <laughs> going on the list. <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> so good. And I, Ellsworth sold it so good, too. Like, like, what do you mean? And I loved how upset Ellsworth was about getting put on. <laughs> he's, like, like, he's about to cry, and he goes, no. The list. <laughs> uh, he, he really sold the crap out of the list. But you're right, the scarf bit was great. No, but see, but that the thing was, when he says, I got you something, he gave him the box. I thought he was going to have nothing in the box and say, oh, really? I've given you the gift of Jericho. <laughs> That's what I thought he was going to do. Just give him a plain yeah. box with nothing in it and say it's a gift of Jericho. But the scarf thing was great. It was great, especially because he didn't he ultimately say, it is the scarf of Jericho. <laughs> Try it on, man. Always keeps finding new ways to, to say that. And it Bra- was awesome. And then Braun wanted his, and he ripped it off. Yeah, no, it's, it's cost, this scarf cost me $750 <laughs> from Vienna. It's the hottest thing in the fall line. And he put on the anchor scarf. Yeah, and the fact that he was still wearing the anchor scarf when he got into the ring. Was he, made, he made it look good. To did you see he what he put, he put it over both him and Owens? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're the universal. We're the captains. We're the Um... We obviously got the tease of the shield with Seth saying, "You guys don't realize, you know how dangerous Roman and I can be when we're on the same page." Dean immediately paces back and forth and starts the brawl. Mm-hmm. Like he was the one that gets it started. Obviously, if anybody was going to do it, it was going to be Dean Ambrose. Um, like I said, Team Raw just kind of took them out very quickly. Yeah, I, I was looking forward to that old exchange of uh, finishing moves th- thing. Well, there. we kind of got that, but not everybody got their finishing. No, very very few people. Got yeah, I think maybe two or three. Every time AJ finish. tried to do something, he was mm-hmm. attacked by someone else. That that was the one good thing is that it wasn't AJ did not get taken out by one guy. AJ got taken out by both Seth and Roman. He was about to hit the uh, Styles Clash yeah. on Roman, and then Seth came in and him with the pedigree. So I thought they at least did a good job of that. Uh, and I loved them throwing him over the road. <laughs> that was great. Onto the pile. That was a, a great a great part of the segment, great end to the segment. A little silly, them all wearing their blue shirts. I hate that. And then the women did it with the red shirts. I yeah. hate that. Um, so you got with this kind of Survivor Series style, brand versus brand. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, I know I am. You know what I'm saying. All right, I'm glad you knew that. Confident. I didn't need to reinforce it. Confident. <laughs> Uh, so, who do we think is going to win this? Well, I got something to say about okay. this whole thing. Like, the matches made sense because they made the guys that were strange bedfellows actually work together yeah. in, to get on the same page before Survivor Series. But I think they should have did that last week instead of having them all face each other because 
this SmackDown thing, you could have had this as a thing throughout the night. You could have had these guys probably face the SmackDown guys instead of just bringing them out in the last 10 minutes of Raw. Actually, actually have like a real build because all of a sudden, why are all the SmackDown guys united now? Hmm. That's true. So, well, that, that's kind of what I thought. That, that like I, I, I didn't understand really going in like why they really cared. Yeah. Like why do we care so much? Well, to prove that their brand's better than the other brand, that they're in the better roster. They didn't forget they're obviously still feuding with each other, and they made that point a couple times that you know when this is over, I'm coming for my title, kind of. Yeah, but yeah, but I kind of, for now. I, yeah, but I just kind of wish they. Should, I think they should have did this early in the beginning of the show because you can actually have like maybe Raw versus SmackDown guys throughout the match. You don't, it doesn't have to be all five guys. You just have maybe a, ta- a tag team. <laughs> Uncle Teddy. Yeah, yeah. yeah you just have a guy versus another guy and then actually have a brawl to end the show. That's what you really had to do. Maybe one each show could have picked one guy to go one-on-one with each other. So what you said, this goes back to something. I, I think I bring this up pretty frequently on the show. Like I like when a story takes place over the course of the yeah. entire show. But they're so concerned with getting a segment that they can make a big deal out of that that's why they save they save something for the last segment of the show as opposed to this could be like a narrative that flows through the whole night. Building through the... They don't do it. They just figure, okay, we'll, it'll, we'll make a big deal out of the last 15 minutes of the show by bringing these guys on. Just like one big thing that they can make a quick clip out of that gets put on YouTube and gets put on WWE.com and that's it. They don't really seem to care enough. You would think these Hollywood writers would know how to tell a story throughout a three-hour show, but they don't. They just mm-hmm. tell very quick, quick segments, like one one at a time. Doesn't really build or make sense. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think that would have made the show itself more interesting. Yeah. If you got like little hints of this throughout the evening, little segments. Of- yeah. Yeah, which led to the blow the blow up. Maybe working together a little bit. Yeah. Or yeah. Having yeah. to pair each other, which it's leads like- to the blow up at the end of the show. Yeah, especially with the way Kevin Owens reacted because he's smiling. Welcome to the Kevin yeah. Owens show. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That was so good. Like, oh, like, I just hope Owens doesn't get overshadowed by Reigns in this match. Because Owens, even though he's the the, the universal champion, he's still not the top. Yeah, Roman is still yeah. the guy. Yeah. I, I think Owens is good enough at... Because when you get to a pay-per-view, it's really all about what happens in the ring. And as much as Roman is good in the ring, mm-hmm. Kevin Owens does so much when he's out there. But I think it's hard to overshadow him as far as the match is concerned. It is, but I, I feel he's not getting the proper kind of light shine on him for having the title. I mean, yeah. I don't think he's kind of been the center of the story, even though he's a title holder. Yeah, because yeah. when, when Owens became the champion, I wanted him to be the Kevin Owens when he first came up to WWE when he was the NXT champion. You know, he was all business. He, he would do the jokey stuff time and time again, but he was all, he was all business. Like, he's been with Jericho the entire time, so... Even sometimes Jer- you could say Jericho's been overshadowing the whole a lot of the times too. But I'm interested to see where they position Owens in this match because me personally, I don't think o- Owens is, is a guy who wins the match or is in the last two. Hmm. Um, first thing, this is not really on the subject of the match, but how lucky are the Raw writers that Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens single-handedly make the show entertaining? <laughs> They are extremely those Hollywood those Hollywood writers are extremely lucky. Yeah, they're very lucky because they they would not look so good if it wasn't for those guys turning every second they're on TV into absolute gold. <laughs> Jericho turning any phrase into gold. Yes. So Joey, I'll go to you first. Team Raw or Team SmackDown? Uh, See so that that kind of like 
got blurred. That line got blurred for me this past week because originally I was thinking Team Brawl. But usually when a team like this gets kind of beat up like the way they did and kind of overshadowed in the segment going into the pay-per-view, they usually find a way to rebound and come to pay-per-view. So it made me think Team SmackDown. But ultimately, I think uh, Team SmackDown. Do you? Kayla, what do you think? I think Team Raw is going to win. And like I said, I don't think... Because there's going to be dissension between one of these teams. That's what's going to cost them the match. And the fact that the... I know we'll get to SmackDown later, but the fact that the Undertaker came out and saying... If you whoever doesn't work for SmackDown, you have to answer to me. And then you have to remember what's the ongoing thing on SmackDown? Who's going to be there? Be outside the ring is James Ellsworth. Mm-hmm. So I can see AJ Styles being the last guy for SmackDown left, and Ellsworth being the mascot, and and, and AJ is being so his hatred for Ellsworth takes over, and and now um, Team Raw capitalize and win the match. That's what I think is going to happen because. James Ellsworth and AJ Styles, that's been an ongoing thing. I think that will also be also happen at Survivor Series. Uh, so before I give my prediction, um, basically, we were given, this is the 900th episode of SmackDown. Woo-hoo. We were given the, uh, the teaser of The Undertaker was going to return and Edge was going to return. Ultimately, Edge was out there just to introduce Team SmackDown's men's five-man elimination match team. And The Undertaker came down to just tell them, hey, don't lose. Yeah. Do you feel like they... Like those returns were what they should have been? No, because this is the thing with SmackDown. It's a, it's a, it's a two-hour show. It's, it's a shorter show. And last night they tried to stuff a lot into, one, into, into those two hours. Like that tag team segment, that didn't need to be that long. Because that was, that was like a two, three-second yeah. match. It didn't have to be that long. So, I just felt like Darren Tinker was rushed because he came out at 9.54. In SmackDown, Morrow was still talking when it went off air. At 10 o'clock, that's it. So, I think they, 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 did a, they didn't do a good job actually timing this show because you, you, get, you, you can't get these guys 10 minutes to work with and actually get in everything you need to get in. Yeah. Joe, you think these returns were handled properly on Hell SmackDown? No. <laughs> Hell no. Hell no. It left me questioning why Undertaker did come back now. It was there was no real reason to behind it other than to keep people viewing till the end. Well, Edge, Edge made me remember rated RKO. Yeah, <laughs> Edge kind of looked like Jason Worth the other night <laughs> for our Philadelphia listeners. <laughs> well, what I liked, well, I liked Randy Orton for a second. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I thought they could have done a better job. I did like that they they teased the Undertaker throughout the show with him picking yeah. up the hat and. His silhouette on the wall, like they, they teased it throughout the night, but I didn't think it really. Neither one really. I thought both guys deserved more than just to be. Hey, talk yeah. about Survivor Series, especially Taker. Yeah, although the one thing I liked about that though is that Undertaker. He did say that the Undertaker was born in Survivor Series, mm-hmm. um, and. WrestleMania will not define who I am anymore. Does that make you, make you feel like he could have played a part in the Survivor Series outcome? That's, in what, some part? that's what I was wondering. Well, I think that... Because like I, I think SmackDown loses this match. And I think the AJ Styles' hate for James Ellsworth is going to cause in the match. And, I, and I've been saying... I've been a big advocate for stop throwing The Undertaker in there with guys who can't go. Mm-hmm. And I think possibly at the Royal Rumble or before WrestleMania at, at um, Fastlane or Elimination Chamber, whichever show SmackDown will get, I think we're going to get Styles and The Undertaker. Mm. That'd be cool. Because that that would be a good match because 
Undertaker, he doesn't have to. He Styles can carry the Undertaker. Last few matches Undertaker's had, he's had to carry the sack of potatoes and Bray Wyatt. <laughs> and then and Shane, Shane's a good bumper, but other than, than that one spot on top of the set, that match wasn't good. No, you're he, right, it wasn't. Yeah, he hasn't been in there with somebody who actually can work. No, that would be a fun match. He AJ would make him look incredible. Yeah. Uh, so, I agree with you that this story is going to be dissension in one team causing the match. I think it, I think it actually would make more sense if that's how Team SmackDown won, because obviously AJ already has as much friction with Dean Ambrose and James Ellsworth. He's not going. Nothing that happens to Survivor Series is going to make that any worse than it already is. And I I kind of have been saying this for like a month that I want to see this be the cause of the the split up between Jericho and Owens. Owens, oh, yeah. But I also think they, they may even go into Sunday thinking, oh, let's have SmackDown win. And I could see Vince just saying, ah, oh, you know what? It's Raw, so Raw has to win. Yeah. and So I think Raw is going to win. I just think I think they have to. Yeah, and just think about how good it would be. Because, like I said, I don't think Kevin Owens is going to be in the, in the last two. I think it's going to be probably Roman and AJ. And I could just see the next time on Raw, Roman and Kevin Owens and Jericho just saying, we led you to victory, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could just see them rubbing it like they actually won the match when it's yeah. all Roman. That that would be great, but yeah, I think I think we're all, I would I would like to see Team SmackDown win, but I just think ultimately Vince is not going to let his A show lose that match. Uh, and actually, this there's a question from good friend of the show Joey Lafferty, and I'll, I'll answer first because mine Lafferty. is mine is old. Besides the Montreal screw job, what is your favorite SummerSlam memory and why? Mine is still the 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 uh, debut of the Undertaker. They had teased it. I was like young enough where I, I was mind blown. Like I didn't find him scary, but I understood why he would be scary. I remember seeing the reaction of the crowd and the kids in the crowd. Uh, the way that uh, Gorilla Monsoon and Roddy Piper were commentating that match, like not knowing what what this guy was, uh, how anybody could defeat him. He just he didn't even get defeated. He just like walked out. It was. Uh, it was unbelievable. And then you to, to know now, you know, 30 years later, whatever it is, 25, 26 years later, what he became. Like, who would have known that back then? Me, I, as I guess probably like a 9 or 10-year-old kid. That he would go on to be arguably, you know, one the, the one of the greatest in the history of the industry. That was 1990 or 91? 90, 90. I can't remember. I think it was 90. Young, I think it was, was, young Abel was still in the wound. Yeah, so I was a was a <laughs> He wasn't even counting, he wasn't even crushing his juice boxes yet. Yeah, 26 Be, Beating on the ago. belly. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get some Capri Sun. Trying to get out. <laughs> yeah, that's mine. You know, the Undertaker still, to me, that's my favorite memory. I think that's one of the greatest moments. Uh, Alo, your favorite SummerSlam memory other than the Montreal screw job? Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. He did it last what week did I too. Say? SummerSlam. SummerSlam. <laughs> um, Survivor Series. It has it has its moments, but I like to go off. There's always great moments back in time. But I like to go off what I grew up on. So, um, of course, Shawn Michaels winning the World Title in Elimination Chamber with the Doodle Brown shorts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and another one because we talked about last week. Well, we talked about on Throwback Man as Jr. Commentary. Is when Stone when Stone Team Stone Cold to Team Bischoff. Yeah. Because Shawn Michaels was 
awesome in that match. <laughs> and then the fact Batista calls to the match and, you know, JR, kick out! Oh, you son of a bitch! <laughs> kick out, Sean! Kick out, Sean! It was just a sad, it was just a sad moment because yeah. that was the end of Stone Cold Steve Austin's mm-hmm. so-called career, but he would be back the next month or whatever. Yeah. But it was still just a, a touching moment because mm-hmm. his, his career began in Dallas, Texas and it ended in Dallas, Texas. Mm-hmm. Joey, your favorite Survivor Series moment? Not SummerSlam? Not SummerSlam. <laughs> you can that. answer that one if well, you'd yeah, like. Yeah, but. Well, I, another time, another place. Right. Melina versus Alicia Like August? <laughs> I mean, there, there's a lot of moments I remember. Like I used to love growing up when they had the traditional Survivor Series matches when they'd have that question mark. You, I'd mm-hmm. get the WWE magazine and you'd have like four people <laughs> once I'd need the big question mark. I'd be like, who's this question mark? Who's it going to be? But I mean... Outside of that, I'd probably have to build off yours in, in a way and say Undertaker beating Hulk Hogan in 91. We all know where I kind of stood with Hulk Hogan mm-hmm. and um, him beating Hulk Hogan for the title with a little assistance from Ric Flair yeah. <laughs> in 91 was a, something that always sticks out for me. Yeah, He lost the title a week later, right? Or the yes. night after? That so, might have, I, it was, a week, it was a, week, a day or a week it after. It wasn't long. No. I know that. No. <laughs> it was not a, a long reign. A young Alo found his way out. Nah, yeah. <laughs> he kicked just, out. Kicked just out. in time for that. He kicks out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Women's elimination match. We kind of got the same thing on SmackDown as we got on Raw, just in reverse. We had Nikki and Carmella. Carmella, I thought Carmella was awesome in this I match. I thought that match yeah. was good. Carmella that was, was a great. really good she, match. Yeah. She looked really good. She's growing by leaps and bounds every every time I see her out there. Yeah, the um, the almost looked like a camel clutch in the ropes. The neck, the neck breaker yeah. off the ring apron. Like I loved how physical she was. I loved her attacking Nikki's neck the whole time. Uh, I loved her doing the "You Can't See Me" in Nikki's face and the Bella dance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought she her performance in that match was great. It was a really good match. Like a shirt. Yeah, yeah, it was it was good. Yeah, I, I think she's she's awesome. Yeah, she's been getting really really good. Yeah, other than after Alexa, I think Carmella's been the most impressive. Yeah, she has been. She's come a long way since since the the brand split. Nikki obviously sees Charlotte coming down. So good. And the rafters holding her ticket, and she sits right in the front row. Nikki confronts her, drags her out into <laughs> the ring. And then Sasha Banks, Dana Brooke, uh, Alicia Fox, and Nia Jax come running down in their Team Raw red t-shirts. The savvy vet? Yeah, the savvy vet, <laughs> Alicia Fox. The Kevin Willis? The veteran presence. The, the Kevin, Kevin Willis? The Kevin Willis of the women's edition. <laughs> wow. wow. Good Atlanta Hawks <laughs> reference there. So the red T-shirts, I dislike them I, I, just I've as always, much as the I've blue T-shirts. I hope, I hope, I'm praying they don't give them a trophy. Oh, they, they would do that man. at bragging rights. They would give yeah. them a trophy. A trophy if they win? Yeah. Whoever I don't, I don't think we'll see that. I hope not. That, yeah, I doubt that. They did it at bragging rights. I'm just saying, <laughs> I, hope, I really hope not. Yeah, as good as this match was. And I actually did like... I actually liked Nia Jax just housing everybody mm-hmm. and then putting herself through yeah. the barricade. Because that's what I'm thinking. I was like, well, obviously the SmackDown women are going to go over because it's on SmackDown. But how are they ever going to get through Nia Jax? And yeah. she obviously took herself out of the picture. What did you think of Naomi's springboard? That was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. How about you, Joseph? As far as the whole segment? Uh, as far as Naomi's springboard onto the pile. Oh, she's very athletic. Yeah, she almost <laughs> fell, but yeah. that was yeah. awesome. Were you, were you guys feeling the glow? Yes, yes, we were. <laughs> <laughs> May, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> that was that can, was can, amazing. Can you sing that again from the top? I wish I could use it as a ringtone. Yeah, the, the 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 one thing I didn't like about this segment though is that each of the SmackDown guys were showcased a little bit on Raw, whereas the Raw women were just kind of thrown out there and then the thing was just over. Just a melee. Yeah, so I felt like you didn't you didn't get to appreciate Team Raw's women on that show. Well, so you, much. you wasn't as much as a commitment. Yeah, to, uh, well, I couldn't really appreciate most of this build because other than a couple weeks ago when the match got announced, there wasn't even any heat between any any of these teams. It just randomly happens on SmackDown now. Yeah, there wasn't even anything like on Raw. They were just talking about we're, we're Team Raw, but they didn't even come at anybody like the previous week. One week they did. Well, I mean, we've talked about this before. Outside of the main title feuds, they haven't really done much character building with a lot of the women on the rosters. Yeah, but the, so what, it, there's no need. You don't know where the feuds are coming from. No, but the one thing, it, one week was when Charlotte. I guess it was Charlotte when they first created Team. Well, I think it was Alexa Bliss and, and um, Carmella. They cut a promo after their match. After the match, they beat um, Nikki and Becky Lynch, and then after that. You didn't really hear anything about how much they hate each other or any mm-hmm. any heat, trash talk between the two. They just talked about we're Team Raw, we're Team SmackDown. Nothing really happened. So they just kind of threw them on SmackDown to have something done. Because yeah. even on Raw, like I said, they should do all this on Raw last week and not this week. Because there was, like, just thrown together. You guys are going to work together now. For what? I don't know if this is just me kind of, like, halfway watching too much. But the only time I even really remember anything even remotely close to a build to this match was Carmella and Alexa talking smack on all the women on yeah, Raw. Yeah, that's what I just said. That's the only thing. Was that, that was the only yeah, thing? Yeah, that was the only thing. Okay. That's, that's so something that really they should have done from the get-go. You even could have done that with the men's. Like, kind of have call-outs. That's why you'd care about it. Like, maybe Kevin Owens and Jericho just randomly talking about AJ Styles, putting them down, kind of stuff like that, building up towards Survivor Series. Well, there was build. It just wasn't build. At that point, Enough. there was build, but there wasn't any build after that. Yeah, like I, I was thinking about it watching that last segment. I was like, have they even talked about it? Was yeah. that the, literally the only time they yeah. talked about it? Yeah. Because I couldn't remember anything. Yeah, nobody said anything. <laughs> they're talking about, I'm going to lead you guys. They're, 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 they're picking who's the leader. I'm the leader. I'm going to lead you guys against Team Raw. I'm going to lead you guys against Team SmackDown. That's all I want. We're the leaders. How do you guys feel about Coach Natty? I love it. I love it. Eh, George, Alexa, Joe, you don't like it so much? Joey start out. <laughs> Alexa was so mad. Oh, God, I know. At least Natty's whistle worked this I know. week. But she was so mad. She was like, really? Nat- what, what did she... What did, what did Chumbawamba. Because yeah, she said, you get knocked down, but you'll get up again. Chumbawamba no Natty. Chumbawamba Natty. <laughs> yeah. She just worked out. She was so mad. Yeah. Uh, I did enjoy... I do enjoy this, Nat. Because she's, she's, she's annoying. And I always like when a heel can be annoying. And she's a heart. Yeah, well, she has a heart. That's yeah. true, and she deserves to be there in Toronto. Because at first, I just thought she wasn't going to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do kind of enjoy this gimmick. I think it's funny. Um, I like the way Alexa played off of it. I like how seriously she's trying to take her role as coach. Like <laughs> these girls actually need her to be their coach. Uh, but like we said, there's not even really a whole lot to talk about with this. So, Alo, who wins? I think Team SmackDown because. Raw, Raw already has the bigger names. I think they sometimes, well, Raw women overshadow the SmackDown women because they are the bigger names. So I think Team Team SmackDown they need this victory to make the, to give themselves a little bit of an edge over the bigger names on Raw. Joey, I think uh, for the opposite reasons, I'd say Team Raw. I mean, so you guys are just polar opposites on this Survivor yeah, Series we're just, outcome. We're kind of feuding with each other. Right? <laughs> <laughs> 
I am wearing my blue shirt. <laughs> yeah. He's in, his you man, are. he's in his manager attire. <laughs> yeah, the, the Mr. Sexy I'm going to manage to pick off some good wins here. So. <laughs> Who do you think actually gets the win for Team SmackDown? Or Team Raw, I'm sorry. Team Raw? Yeah. I, I, I think we're going to showcase Nia Jax a little bit here. I don't think she gets the ultimate pin. But um, I'm going to say Sasha. Halo, who do you think gets the win for Team SmackDown? Hmm. Probably Becky. Um, since I picked Team Raw to win the men's, I'm really only picking Team SmackDown because I think they're going to just alternate these. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> some yeah they're going to split, and in the main event's going to be the decided That's factor. That's how we should make our decisions here. They it's should be not, educated, but... <laughs> calculated, measured. <laughs> yeah, if I didn't think Raw's men were going, if I thought <laughs> Team SmackDown's men were going to win, I'd pick Team Raw's women. Yeah, because but... they're going to split. And then the main event's gonna be the deciding factor. I think uh, I think Nikki Bell is ultimately gonna get the uh, the win for Team SmackDown. I don't know over who, but that's just what I think. I think, um, I think Carmella's just gonna end up taking out Nikki. In the which of this which match. obviously could happen. I mean, that's been. I actually thought Carmella was gonna start beating up on Nikki with <laughs> Team Raw, which I thought would have been great. <laughs> yeah, it would have been awesome. <laughs> I kind of was disappointed when they didn't do that. I was like, oh, you missed a great. That's why we need to be writing for the show. Yeah, like that would have been so much better if she just started kicking Nikki. Empty with... box with a chip of gift to Jericho. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, this is stuff. All right. Oh, Papa, if Carmella cool. said, "Be up, Nikki Bell." <laughs> that would have been awesome. Uh, so, like you said, that we have the rubber match now. The tag team elimination match. Does anybody feel like reading off all the all the teams? Because I yeah, I let's not do that. They're there. I don't, I don't know who the SmackDown teams <laughs> are except American Alpha. Dude, do you have anything you want to say about the uh, the men's tag team elimination match? You have any comments? The any... Fashion Police. <laughs> they are great. It's entertaining. Love them. Like on Raw, I don't even have any notes except for we got an unnecessary match. Which one was unnecessary? Um, Enzo and Cass. Yeah, Enzo and Cass in the club. It was. Just, I guess, the show and working together kind of pushed that further. But it, like you said, it's unnecessary. Yeah, and then on SmackDown, like none of the teams, they, they don't have any, any dissension between them. The Usos, who were the top heel at, now they're, so they're all buddy buddy with everybody. Yeah, yeah was they, it me or was it really weird? They're pulling for their brand to see them chanting with everybody, King Booger. <laughs> like I was just like, you third. It's a contradiction to their recent, you know. Yeah, routine. like you got you guys are supposed to be like the jerks of the division. Yeah, you're like, you hey, took yeah, out, yeah, you hey took guys, out, you took out all your teammates, and now you're and now you're all buddy buddy. Yeah, it's silly. I mean that that's kind of like the inherent flaw in this whole thing. And who are the tag team champions on SmackDown? I don't remember anymore. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> was, was it just me or was Rhino looking a, little, a far bit too tan? <laughs> was he <laughs> fake baked? Well, he was ready to go before the match event. He grabbed his belt before he even counted three. <laughs> Yeah, I. You have any comments on the men's tag match? I don't know. Or do you man. just want to give a prediction? How are the kids? I, I, I think we just go predict. Kids, I guess they're still swimming in the, the above pool? ground pool. Yeah, in the double wide trailer. It's be a little messy. It will be. It's going to be a mess. That match. It's going to be messy until they start clearing out. I mean, some some of the filler tag teams. I mean, other than that, not much I can really say. Who do you think is going to win? Now, do I do I follow the trend and go opposite? No, you, I, I you went, need to you need to think this through. I, I went. That's how you've done it the whole way so far. So I'm gonna think it through. I'm gonna deliberate. Um, do you want us to come to you last so you could really think this through? Let's do that. All let's, right. Let's, let's let's make my decision <laughs> the deciding factor. I'm gonna say Team Raw wins. Team Raw. The New Day is not gonna lose. Well, they lose all their nine title matches, but mm-hmm. I think that 
But they're the biggest tag team. Yeah, they're it, it, the yeah. They, and they Raw, Raw actually has the more superior superior team than the team SmackDown. Kayfabe wise. Yeah. But, is there any chance uh, that the club shines in this match? Briefly. They'll be made mm-hmm. yeah, briefly they don't make look they'll, they'll be made to look stupid. Like, <laughs> car, I, I, I can hear Gallows right now. Two sweet meaning is rolled up huh. again. So you you say Team Raw wins though. Yeah. Also, Joey, I'm gonna go Team Raw because of New Day. Okay, so you got so we're we're all in agreement on the tag match. Yeah, we're we're all there. So I, I bucked the trend. All right, you and Alo are feuding over the first two matches, and actually, you and I both picked the somehow I flew under the radar, <laughs> picking the opposite ones you did as well. Yes, you did. <laughs> you guys are double teaming me. I, I flew under the radar so much that I didn't even realize it until just now. <laughs> you guys are the Jericho Owens to my, yeah, to my AJ Styles. Well, if you listen to Eric, we're American Alpha. Yeah. So. <laughs> or we think we're American yeah. Alpha. Did you, did you guys enjoy seeing King Booker? I did. Did you? Eh. He was so, he was so obnoxious, but I loved it. The little nitpick. Yeah. So, Joe, you seem to me to be way more to be viewing the WWE product now much more pessimistically than you were, I'd say, two months ago. A little pessimistic. How much? How much, of, how much of that is because it's just objectively not good? How much of that is because? They're just wearing you out with the hours you have to put into it. Uh, I'd probably say in the latter of using the hours, I would probably say 60-40. Okay. 40 being the hours and 60 being the other. They're not doing things that I, I like to see right now. Like I said, I've been begging for them to get rid of us. No chin music. <laughs> and he's still on my TV. Yeah. Well, James Ellsworth, Ellsworth he, well, James Ellis. Ellis. <laughs> Or Elmsworth, as he, I think he, Michael yeah, Cole called yeah. <laughs> He makes David Otunga tolerable in commentary. Uh, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> because, one, you have Tom Phillips at the table now. Phillips? Yeah. You don't need four people no. at that announce table. Not to mention, other than him getting lucky and coining no chin music and getting lucky and saying that Ellsworth slipped out of the chin lock, <laughs> what... Has he added to that broadcast? Does he add anything? No. Stupid smile. Like he and he mentioned something to JBL about like oh, I have a Harvard education. It's like well, no one cares. Who cares? You have no charisma. <laughs> you're not entertaining. You're not funny. There's nothing worse. I, I I could live with somebody not being funny, but I don't like when you're trying to be and you're not. And that to me, I'm just like you're you're just a waste of airtime. Yeah. What do you add to the package? No, there's nothing. There's nothing there. Alo, I believe, said it the first week of the brand split. And this may be the most apt thing anyone has said about David Atunga. He makes Byron Saxton look like JR. <laughs> Maybe that's the reason for him. <laughs> Maybe. So we all like Byron Saxton because yeah. Atunga is so bad. We got to do something for Byron Saxton here. Yeah. <laughs> what can we do? Yeah. We're not doing anything with Atunga. Just throw him, throw him out there. Uh, Intercontinental Championship. It, this is an interbrand match. The Intercontinental Champion, well, the match was made with Dolph Ziggler defending the belt against Sami Zayn. This took an interesting turn for me. As we all know, on SmackDown, The Miz got a rematch with Sami. And in 
maybe this might actually be my favorite finish of their matches so far. I can watch these matches over and over <laughs> because they're all different. And they are. They're so good, and it was a different story because now Miz is chasing mm-hmm. Zig was well, Miz was chasing Ziggler. Yes, uh, I love the finish of him. First of all, there there were two really great false finishes, almost one mm-hmm. after yeah. the other. The skull crushing finale, that false finish was great, mm-hmm. and then Ziggler hit the famouser, and that false finish was just as good. But him. Getting rolled up, going for the figure four the second time, and Maurice pushing him over, so he rolled back you, over. You don't on see top. that anymore. No, and he rolled back on top of Ziggler and got the pin. I thought was great. Obviously, it's a great heel way to get a win. And then seeing him celebrating with his hair all disheveled, holding the belt up with the Spirit <laughs> Squad and Maurice, I thought was like That's perfect. A good, good picture. Just perfect, Miz. Like I was it cracking was. up when Eric, I saw. Eric was so mad. Oh God! I, I saw, Do you know this, or are you assuming? He texted me. Because, <laughs> no, because right after this happened, I posted a picture with the Miz on Instagram. And I said six times. He texted me. He texted me. Your post was trash, bro. <laughs> How do you feel about? Miz taking the belt back. I like it because I get the match I wanted when this first started with Ziggler. I thought that Sami Zayn was the perfect guy to actually go against Miz because Sami Zayn is an underdog character. He's never been an Intercontinental Champion. Mm-hmm. He's never held a title in w- on the WWE main roster. Well, yeah. the, the WWE. So I I wanted that story from from the beginning because I think Sami Zayn will, somehow, someway will end up on SmackDown after this. Hmm. I, I I would hope because that's where he belongs and Joey. I have this question for you before I ask you the question. Um, I know when we started doing this show in January, I was not a fan of The Miz. Yes, sir. I was not one bit. And even up until March, I still wasn't. Or maybe it was February. And I remember, I know you always liked The Miz, and you pointed out to me the way Miz was helping to put over AJ... The way that he was playing a good part in the story between AJ and Jericho. And that's what started making me look at him like, instead of me just hating The Miz because he's the guy from the real world, maybe I should actually just pay attention to what he's doing. And then over the course of a month, I was like, you know what, I love this guy. He's great. Yeah. Um, he yeah. Uh, so I give you credit for making me look at it differently. So being that you've been a fan of The Miz all along, how do you feel about him getting the belt back? Oh, I loved it. And uh, <laughs> we've sat here and Did talked. you think he was going to? I had... I thought it was going to be like a diluted finish and we might see a triple threat Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I was thinking I was too. kind of feeling that. But I mean, if anything, getting Miz getting the title is something we kind of pushed for before because once they gave this title, which they were doing great things with... To Ziggler, we saw that kind of slip to the wayside. So it's better to have it on Miz, who's done more prominent things, who will give more relevance to this title. And in my opinion, this Miz angle for the, for the title, even throwing Dolph Ziggler in there, has been the best story mm-hmm. between both shows for me. I mean, because they kind of they had a good thing going with Owens when they gave him the title, yeah. and they kind of put him in the background. They had a good thing going with giving AJ the style the title, but they've kind of used. I know Ellsworth. James it's really Ellsworth. gotten under your skin. Yeah, he's gotten under my the chin. They're not really giving. <laughs> under your chin. <laughs> <laughs> he's gotten under your chin. That's he's got. He's gotten well under my chin. <laughs> and then there's no secondary stories that they're building off with besides this one, which is a good story, and it kind of keeps me interested. Um, well, the thing about the Miz is I can understand why you didn't like why you didn't like him because after he. Um, He's had a couple of intercontinental title runs after his world championship run. The thing is with the Miz, it's like that roster was so 
it's so that roster is so huge, and it's like they know what he's good for. So it's like, go out, we got this new guy. Go out here and pop him on Miss TV. Go go out there and put this guy over somehow. You got, we got this movie. Go do this movie. That's because these are the only things that Miss is good at. So he was ever putting a prominent role for a lot of people to like him. But if you were watching four or five years ago, you'd be like, okay, because I got told Eric we. Um, review Money Bank 2011. Mm-hmm. He was he got a pop even on Unsanctioned. I kept talking about when he was WWE champion in the 2010 2011 era. Everybody loved him because he was so good at getting he he people legit hated him. He brought something new to, to new to WWE TV. But he but for, for a lot of people in order to get to like him, you're not going to pay attention to what he's doing until he's actually put in a prominent position, given something yeah. to work with. Yeah. yeah. Some of these wrestlers are talented enough. You give them the ball, they're going to take it all the way, and they just get shoved to the background, yeah. or they're putting a gimmick that just doesn't make sense for the character. Yeah, because they'll give Miz the tiniest thing, and he'll he'll blow it blow it up. But after that, you won't hear anything from him again for a while. Yeah, and he also, I think, fell victim to he really got overshadowed by Damian Sandow for a while. Mm-hmm. Like Miz was a part of that. But I think people just loved what Sandow was doing as Mizdow yeah, so much the comical aspect that nobody kind of... really cared what part Miz played in it. And he's fizzled out in TNA, by the way. Yeah, I kind of figured, which is a shame. Yeah, because he's another guy he's got a ton of ability. I don't, I don't know why. Yeah, well, the writing is just bad in TNA. But the thing is, like, a lot of these guys that um so-called leave WWE that we actually want when they go to TNA, they. They never really do anything because they actually give him. Pr- but like you role. said, they they just all do the same thing. It's all like, oh, we hate WWE. Yeah, yeah it's that, like everybody can't do. Yeah, that. that's always <laughs> the first promo. But it's like after that, it's like you kind of watch their matches and you got to go somewhere with that. Yeah, it's like okay, maybe I see why they didn't really do anything. They might be entertaining, but it's like okay, maybe they were right about this. Like people, have you seen EC three? Yeah, Pe- people like EC three in TNA, but it's like. Well, people talk about EC3. I was like, he never moved the needle for me. Right. They kept saying he's underutilized under in WWE because TNA put him in a prime position. He was undefeated for I think a year. At least they he they had him beat Angle. He was a champion. For yeah, a they while. made a huge deal. Yeah, out of yeah, they made a huge deal out of him. But it's like, like the, was, I, the fact that I don't even watch TNA and never paid attention to it, and I knew what they were doing with him tells you that they were doing something big with him. Yeah, but like. But, but when you watch his entertainment value, it's like there's not much to him. It's not much. It's nothing to him at all. So, you, so is he like my my thing where I just say that he's just a guy? Yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah, and his promos aren't that good. <laughs> it's more about the hype that was. Yeah, and they were hyping him in that direction. Yeah, so you, oh, you let WWE get a tile shot. Like, uh, so it's kind of like somebody else who we'll, we'll briefly mention <laughs> shortly. Yeah. Uh, who? Who? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Cody and Brandy Rhodes. Let's just say, her even Marie will put a clinic on against Brandy Rhodes. Yeah, <laughs> really? She's not, bad. She's not that good. Well, she's kind of like just really starting, yeah, it, right? Yeah. Like I'm not wrong about that. Yeah, you're not. You're not wrong, but being married, be, being married, and with Cody Rhodes for for that long, you kind of think she's actually been actually in the ring until now, tra- training. Did she ever do anything with WWE as no, far as the ring? She was always there. Yeah. Okay. Because um, I was wondering that. Because I remember she was posting videos training, mm-hmm. and it looked like she was a beginner. Yeah, she was just new. Yeah, she um, just started a couple months and ago. Then, yeah, this was like three months ago. Yeah. So. Can't really uh, cram it in three months. No, you need a lot more than that. Yeah, because because his teammate commitment is done, and he's been working with Mike Bennett in those matches. Like his, Him and Brandy have been working against Mike Bennett and Maria, and those matches have not been good. Hmm. 
Yeah, Cody's another guy that I think he's capable of so much, just he hasn't gotten is. the opportunity. Because yeah, he'll be at Final Battle next month. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Joseph. Yes, sir. Sami Zayn or The Miz for the Intercontinental Championship? Now, if it was against Dolph, I'd probably go Sami, but I I think they want to keep this title on Miz. So you Miz think it, it stays on The Miz and it stays on SmackDown? Miz it is. Alo? One of these tires is changing hands. And they keep saying the Intercontinental title will come back to Raw, but at least I think they'll find a way to... um. To get the title to go back to to go to go back to SmackDown, maybe just like Shane and Shane and Brian, they make a they work a deal with Sammy because you know Stephanie said she she hated Sammy Zayn. So I, I can see Sammy Zayn winning the match and Stephanie saying I'm so proud of you. So that and then and then Sammy Zayn pull a fast one with Daniel Bryan. But I think Sammy Zayn wins this match. I wouldn't be surprised because Miz is a six time Intercontinental Champion, but the thing is, two of his reigns have been for a day. So I wouldn't be shocked if Sammy Zayn did it win this match. So I'm gonna go with Sammy Zayn. This is tough because I really, I don't see how, like you're saying one of these titles has to change hands. I don't think um, it has to. But the idea of Raw Raw getting the Intercontinental Championship means SmackDown loses it, which was one of the big things about SmackDown is that they have the Intercontinental Championship. So you take that away from them, that's a huge loss for that show. Second thing is, even if they win the Cruiserweight Championship, they're not just getting a belt. They're getting a whole division that they will not have time to utilize. So does this just become the way that they say, okay, we'll give the Cruiserweight title to SmackDown, and maybe we'll get one Cruiserweight match a week, but these guys will just travel with SmackDown and be on 205 Live? And, that's, it, why I, yeah, and that's why I said I think one of these titles is going to change hands, so I, I just think Sami Zayn will actually win it. Because you have all these stakes, but I think something has to happen. Because you don't you don't want to just just have just have a flat ending. I think something has to happen. Yeah, you like raise the stakes up high, and then it just yeah yeah ends and nothing the happens. Same. It's just a yeah. flat ending. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I will book it. But yeah. I'm I, not I'm not a Hollywood writer. I can see WWE. <laughs> I can see WWE. <laughs> what do I know? I'm not a Hollywood writer. <laughs> I can see WWE doing that too. What just saying like oh the, one of these titles could change hands, then you just get the most anticlimactic finish. Yeah. Just meant nothing. Yeah. So. So you think The Miz wins, keeps it on SmackDown. You think Sammy wins and goes to SmackDown. That would be my ideal scenario. I would like to see that happen, too. Sammy would get more use instead of just getting buried. But what about that big feud with Braun? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go out on the limb. You know what? I guess it's not going not on too right. far. I'm just no. I'm just going to say the Miz is going to win because I just don't see it leaving SmackDown. Because I would love that feud on SmackDown over the Intercontinental Title. Because I, I wanted that months ago instead of Ziggler. Yeah, my what I would like to see happen is Sammy win the title and end up on SmackDown. That's where he belongs. Um, so cruiserweights. Anybody else find it weird that all the cruiserweights hang out together backstage? <laughs> just all the time. Just hang out together. This was so bad. <laughs> they just are all like in a little... This was so bad. Yeah, it's a thing. A little shit. group. That's what, another thing they could do for the cruiserweights is they have to have interaction with other people on the roster. This they can't so just bad. be... They're not, they're not allowed. They're... It's like the kindergartners, you know? You keep the kindergartners in the other section yeah. of the yard and get the big big kids in the other side. Yeah, they, well, they, yeah, they, were, they were at lunch recess or yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> this, this was so bad. He didn't like Kendrick's speech. Oh, about God. how he's the standard bearer. Kendrick was Kendrick's the best thing about the Cruiserweight division. He is. He's the only one with a character. This is the biggest flop. <laughs> uh, it, it really it's it's a shame. Yeah. 
And, and this is one of the things that I was kind of trying to preach to the uh, dissenting WWE fan base is like, look at the Cruiserweight Classic. Like, they're giving you something that you will love. And people did love it for those eight weeks or however long it was on. But now it just kind of, it's not taking off. I don't They're think give them enough to no. I don't, I don't think any on. of the characters have really connected. There aren't any characters. Yeah, there's no characters. Like there's been Outside no connection with the Kendrick. audience. Like you hear that the match with uh, who was it? Kendrick and Sin Cara. Yeah, boring chance. Six one no nine noise. Chance. There's no noise. Uh, I, I just don't see where um, there's there's no excitement for it. No. Which the whole thing about what made it fun was that it was exciting and the crowd in. At full sale of all places was excited for it. Yeah, and then the only guy that's been over with the crowd since this, this vicious come up has been Rich Swan. This is the first week he actually wasn't on mm-hmm. Raw. So you only got what? Three guys that actually over or get a reaction? Yeah. Out of a whole division? Yeah. And anyone have any other thoughts on the cruiserweights? This is the Jamarcus Russell of flop. Ah, <laughs> wow. That's that's bad. Yeah. I just I can't see I can't see Kalisto winning it. Yeah, because you can go, you can actually go back and forth with this because it's like, okay, two or five lives want to be taped after SmackDown, so that means the cruiserweight should travel. But it's not that hard. Cruiserweight, cruise, um, two or five lives is gonna be what? Our show. You might have two or three matches. You can't just send four or five cruiser, four or five or six cruiserweights to tour with SmackDown that week. It's like, hey, you're gonna be on two or five, two or five live this week. Can we put Neville on some cruiserweight matches and possibly use him? Do something with him. Yeah. The other thing I guess would be. None of the. It's not like any of these cruiserweights are drawing on the road where it it doesn't matter what house show they're on. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter who they're necessarily traveling with. So they don't need to be on Raw and travel with Raw all the time. Yeah. Um, So Ayla, who wins? Kalisto or the Brian Kendrick? The Brian Kendrick. Had to say D. The (laughs) Brian Kendrick. I'll go the Brian Kendrick as well. Wizard of Odd. Yeah, I don't see Kalisto winning it. I don't see it changing shows. I hope. But, but the thing with Kalisto is, is like, he's the only, like, he's a cruiserweight. But yeah, he's the he only should guy, be a part of it. Yeah, he should be a part of it. That's the thing. It's like, okay, Kalisto is the only cruiserweight on on SmackDown, so maybe Kalisto might win since he's the only guy. But who knows, because it gives him something to do. and He'll actually fit in that division because he doesn't have to be Fighting these bigger guys, so yeah. I just think Kalisto wouldn't be the best thing for the for the cruiserweight division right now, as far as winning the title. Yeah, they I, need more. Yeah, I don't think so either. But it's like it's something for him to do because you can't really take him seriously against these really against these bigger guys. And then if he's in the cruiserweight division, he could do a lucha thing. You know, yeah, that's <laughs> a lucha thing. He could bring his lucha <laughs> thing to the cruiserweight <laughs> yeah. division. I'm still dying to see what that lucha <laughs> thing actually is because we've never really gotten an answer to that question. I don't even think he knows. <laughs> When he said it, he didn't know what he was talking about. <laughs> that would be a clip of the year. Yeah. So I, I laugh. At, I still laugh at work. <laughs> I think about that story all the time. We're getting to your favorite topic. Yeah. Speaking of guys who, it's all about what the company has chosen to do with them, not as much as what they can actually do. Uh, Goldberg came back. He actually had a face to face with Brock. Um. I think they stole this segment from NXT a week prior. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't really want to talk about it, so you guys can can nothing go at it now. I had nothing no. to say. I don't care. Did you, did you like Goldberg's physique? He just Goldberg. He, no, didn't do anything. No, didn't move the needle. Mm-mm. No, it's just Goldberg. Doesn't bother. Doesn't interest me at all. 
his facial expressions, like the ticks in his face, the the yelling, it's just boring to me. Like it's never, never interested me, never entertained me. Were either of you entertained by this segment? By Paul Heyman. Okay, Paul Heyman was good, <laughs> selling that you know the savior that you're going to be. Like, you're going to basically take such a beating, you're not even going to look like yourself anymore, and your son will be calling Brock Lesnar daddy. Well, the fact that he just kept saying his son, yeah. that was great. He that kept was egging awesome. him on further. Thank God for Paul Heyman. Because uh, this, this was nothing more than a schoolyard fight when the teachers, the security guards were the teachers, and Brock Goldberg's like, shut up! Yeah. Shut, that's, that's all it was, a schoolyard, fu- a schoolyard Unfortunately, fight. Unfortunately, I think this might be the best part of the whole <laughs> well, the best segment right, right here might be the best part. The, the best part of this bill was Paul, was Brock Lesnar's sit-down interview because he, he that's where he shines at because he, he says what he says whatever mm-hmm. he wants, he just doesn't care. He comes off as a complete jerk yeah. um, and sells himself as a heel, but I still think in Toronto, Goldberg's going to get booed, Lesnar's going to get cheered. And Vince is going to be upset. That will be my favorite part of the whole thing. Wrestling, <laughs> you'll be sitting back in like, yeah, told like, ah, you so. <laughs> yeah, Vince. And end this segment now. <laughs> Pull the plug. That's what I hope happens. That Goldberg gets booed and Vince pulls the plug on it early, just like he did on that segment three weeks ago. Well, Vince, well, I'm not going to say he had no, because he tried to get Goldberg shit in Minnesota, but you got to know he's going to get booed in Canada, Vince. Uh, well, I, I can't put it past him. He's like... What's WCW? Nah. What's that? <laughs> the place I bought? <laughs> yeah, I don't think Vince knows or cares. That <laughs> he, he will care when it happens, but he doesn't. he's not thinking about that right now. Joseph, you have any thoughts on Goldberg and Brock? Not really. I just really hope it's not a stiff, stiff match. Like for a clinic. <laughs> mm, yeah. Who's going to win? Lesnar. Brock. Uh... I'm going back and forth with this because... So you're telling me you think there's a chance that Goldberg wins? Yes, because... All right, I'm going to put Goldberg winning. I have Goldberg winning this match. Can you break this down? I'm going to tell you why. Yes, please. Because, number one, they're promoting WWE 2K17. Great great game, by the way. Mm. Now available in all stores. (laughs) Great game. (laughs) Goldberg is a downloadable contract character. Do you have a promo contract? The best pitch man in the business. Yeah. Are you getting paid under the table by another company that we don't know of? This, this, this is why. Because so you moved on from main event to yeah, WWE yeah, 2K17. Yeah. So Goldberg's been, even even he was on first take, he kept saying, even on ESPN, and he was on first take, he kept saying, I owe Brock Lesnar a rematch. And he kept saying, I keep saying, I want to be a superhero to these, to these kids. And, and a role model because they don't really have role models to look up, look up to nowadays. He wants his kids, his kid, and his wife to see him wrestle. So <clears throat> I don't think he wins clean because I think Shane calls him this match, and that can, and, and that can actually make Brock look strong because I don't think Goldberg would beat Brock Lesnar clean. He, it, something would have to happen. It would have to be some kind of shenanigans. I think Shane calls him this match because Shane's been trying to get him. Shane. Still remember SummerSlam? He's actually mentioned it before, and then the dirt just keeps saying, "Oh well, Shane's going to face Brock at the at the Rumble or WrestleMania, but plans can always change." So he's going to face Brock eventually. So if it happens now, it'll probably be at the Rumble because it's like, okay, what are you going to do with Lesnar at the Rumble if he doesn't if if he gets screwed? So I think Shane calls him calls him this match, and that's how Goldberg wins, and he can be seen as a superhero overcoming the odds. My problem with this is. And I'm going to go all the way back to WrestleMania. They have treated Brock since, what, 2014 
as if he's the most unstoppable force that WWE has ever seen. He smashed John Cena in that one-sided SummerSlam match. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's done that basically to everybody. Uh, we all wanted to see the the build to WrestleMania for Dean Ambrose was one of the you know handful of highlights of 2016. Like we forget about it now because of what happened at WrestleMania and what happened immediately after. But that was a great build to him for WrestleMania, and they could have really catapulted Ambrose with a win over Lesnar. But no, they had to make Lesnar Lesnar. They had to keep him Brock Lesnar. Same thing with Randy Orton. We thought, like, you know what? Maybe they're, they're gonna, the, the RKO is over. They're going to give SmackDown the big win. And no, he just crushed Randy Orton. So to me, a 50-year-old guy who hasn't done this in, what, 12 years? All of a sudden, he's the one who's going to be able to beat Brock Lesnar? I don't like it. And now, it wouldn't do anything. Storyline wise, it would make sense for Shane to cost him the match. But it's really going to bother me if they have Ambrose lose at WrestleMania just to have Goldberg be the guy at Survivor Series. And another thing is, you should appreciate this. If Brock wins, don't they need a rubber match? And I know you don't want to see this again. Well, all right. So maybe you sold me on Goldberg. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that right. might not necessarily be the case, though. I mean, Goldberg might realize real quick when he gets out of that ring with Lesnar that he doesn't have much in the tank, so I don't know he'll be in for another match. In... He'll, be, he'll be blown up by the time his entrance is done. <laughs> you, you, probably. You'll probably get him get at the whole thing. Oh, God. He was sweating more than a priest in the oh. in, in, in the grade school. I mean, coming down, I, I can't imagine him in the ring for... He, uh, he didn't have his 40-pound jacket on was, either. Who was sweating more? Goldberg uh, on Raw... Or Shane that night when he came down at the elbow Ooh. drop. <laughs> because he was drenched. I give it to Shane. And I remember thinking, I don't know how he's going to do a match. <laughs> I give it to Shane. Like, he literally just ran down to the ring. They got into it for just three minutes. in sweat. Yeah, so I was like, oh, I'm kind of worried about Shane. But, yeah, I... Oh, right, you know what, then? I'll, I'll pick Goldberg then, because then maybe that'll be the last time I have to see Goldberg in the Flip ring. Flip-flopper. And he told <laughs> you, you won't see it at WrestleMania. He did. I'll hold him to that, too. Mm-hmm. Don't Don't think I won't. <laughs> Uh, any any final thoughts on Survivor Series before we move on to TakeOver Toronto? I think it'd be a solid pay-per-view, not like a great one. I don't think it's anything that blow us away, but it'd be a, it'd be all right pay-per-view. Be good. <laughs> so you just want them to do a good job. Yes. I think the show will be fine. I think it'll be fun. Keep my attention for four hours. Like the tech, the the... the Million Man March tag team match. I don't. <laughs> once that's over. Once that's over, I'm I'm good. Cause I hope it opens the show. Cause I'll be good after that. Yeah, I uh, I agree. I think that's going to be the low point of the show. Is that match? Hopefully that just I don't know. I guess it shouldn't open the show, but hopefully it's real early and they just get it out yeah, of the way. Cause, cause that I don't want to see. But after that, I'm can they make? Say. Can they put that on the pre-show? <laughs> Cause I don't plan on watching the. What's going to be on the so. pre-show? I have no idea. If those are all the matches that are booked. As just of, random matches. There's plenty of wrestlers that we haven't even seen on TV. As of an hour before we started recording this, that was all six matches that they have on the show. So I have no clue. Um, TakeOver Toronto. This is their first time in Canada, correct? Yes. That crowd's going to be pretty incredible, I would assume. Um, we've talked a lot about how we're not enjoying NXT the way we used to. But TakeOver always delivers. And I don't doubt that this one will also deliver. I actually think the Samoa Joe-Shinsuke Nakamura championship match is going to be better than their previous match. 
for that was sure. Takeover Brooklyn, right? Yeah. I think this one's going to be better. I think I'm no doubt. I think that they've really built up like the bad blood over the last few months. Obviously, Joe put Nakamura in the hospital for a brief a brief stint. They've had, you know, the, the big brawl since then. A couple, right? Yeah, two. Um, I even really like the contract side. That was good. You know how we always well Vince Russo always says this, and I think we think this a lot. Is like why like why won't a guy do a certain thing? Like one of the things that bothers me is both guys have microphones, and the one guy insults the other guy, and he's holding a microphone, but he's like talking without the microphone, like he's yelling back at him, but not on the microphone. It's like why don't you just talk back on the microphone? Or the idea that like once a guy gets out of the ring, the guy can't follow him out. Like I'm stuck inside the ring. Everybody knows the way these contract signings turn out. I love that Joe just brought out his own table on top of that the stage and said, I'm just staying down here. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> you bring the contract to me, and I'll sign it down great. here. I, I don't know if anyone's ever done that before. No, I don't I, remember. I, 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 that was I thought it was awesome that he just kicked his feet up on the table and wait, made Regal bring it down. I thought it was awesome. And the way Shinsuke handled it, I thought it was great, too, that he just like dropped the contract. Like I said, Goldberg stole this from this segment. He took out all the security cards. Then he signed it. Um, I'm really excited for this match. I think it's going to be really good. Uh, Joe, you have any thoughts on the way that this story has been built? What you think this match is going to turn out to be? Do you have any hopes for this match? I have a lot of hopes for this match. Like I agree with you. I think this is going to be better than the last match. Um, the way they've built it over the last, I don't know how many months or weeks. Um, it's been a really good build going into the match. I've been looking forward to it. It seemed like it's been so long. And that's... A, you know, speaking well about how mm-hmm. they build it. Um, I think it's going to be a great match. Uh, yeah, I do too. Do you think it's going to be better than the Goldberg Lesnar match? Or I think like it's going to be a photo finish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's going to be, a, yeah. yeah. Tail of the tape right there. Alo, your thoughts on Shinsuke and, and Samoa Joe? I think it would be better than the Brooklyn match because I don't think the Brooklyn match clicked for me. So I, I know they had time to actually work together in live events since Brooklyn. But my thing with Joe, like, the thing with NXT is, like, this feud's actually been good. It's just the fact that the rest of NXT's been so lackluster. Like, even that crowd it just seems dead for, at full sale. Because I don't know what it is. Like, they don't, they're not even, like, entertained anymore. Like, it's not right. It's not what it used to be. Because we looked, we, was, we said this for the last few weeks now, we used to look forward to NXT. But now it's like, okay, we watch it, we wait till the last minute to watch it. Last year, beginning of the year, we, we couldn't wait to watch it and talk about it. But now it's like, eh. And, like, there's not much actually development going on. Well, they're, they're developing characters, but it's like, you don't care yet. And it's, right. that's the holding pattern they're in. But um, another thing with Joe is, I love Joe. Cause I love TNA. I loved when he was in yeah. TNA. But the thing is, it's like, Joe's been in the last five TakeOver main events since London last year. In is December. he the scene of NXT? No, he loses. That's true. He's not the show. <laughs> he loses. Um, but um, I think he's prime for a main roster a demotion. <laughs> oh, he will get demoted. But um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with Shinsuke in this match. Yeah, I'm gonna take Shinsuke as well. I'm gonna go with Shin. So we all agree. Is it the first time we all agreed? No, we agreed. We agreed on the um, I think the tag team match too. Oh, you're right. We did. Okay. We all want New Day. All right, so we're we're off to a good start. We're off to a very harmonious start on our takeover. Nothing wrong with a little harmony here. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the things you, you just mentioned about 
NXT has gotten very lackluster. And the second episode of Unsanctioned that we did with Joe Lafferty and Paul Carboni, Joey Laugh mentioned a couple times that this phrase, like to me, he said, you know, the NXT that you fell in love with, which I hadn't quite thought about it that way. But yeah, the NXT I fell in love with was late 2014. When all the people who are real big on Raw and SmackDown now were big on NXT. You know, Kevin Owens was just coming in. We had Sami Zayn. We had Neville. We had the four horsewomen were in there, you know, on the way up. Uh, Tyler Breeze, obviously. Like, it was a whole different product from what this is. And now this, right now, it's a bunch of guys who are, you know, veterans who have been signed from various independent or smaller promotions and a few younger people kind of scattered in um i'm looking forward to it getting i hope they give it a chance to get back to that like i think the like the niche wrestling audience that that watches ring of honor and watches new japan and things like that those people probably get excited for uh nxt and if nxt came here i'd probably go to the of course to the live show yeah because even because even um sorry sorry to cut you off even um the, the tag team matches for the Dusty World Tag Class, you don't even get that at full sale. Like, the ones we got at the live event mm-hmm. that were taped, you don't get that at full sale anymore. Like, the Office of Pain are actually really good. Yeah, I'm glad that you brought that up, because that was a good match. Yeah. Um, so we might as well just jump right to that one before we go to the Women's Championship match. We have, kind of going on at the same time, the Dusty Rhodes Classic. Uh, DIY, Johnny Wrestling, and Tommaso Ciampa. Against the Lords of Pain, I thought this match was awesome. It was great. The when they caught Gargano in yeah. the suicide dive, and then when Ciampa tried to do his own, and they threw Gargano into Ciampa when he was coming out of the ropes, I thought was awesome. I loved the whoever it was Rivar, Rizar, whatever his name was, one of them doing the the Samoan drop in the fallaway that slam, awesome. like to both guys. Yeah. I thought that I've never seen that, that never before. Did that was great. I thought that was awesome. Uh, there's a I. I was not uh, holding out a lot of hope for these guys at the beginning, but I think that they could be really entertaining tag team. Yeah, exactly. Like the monster tag team. Yeah, because even the last week when they had their um, match at the live event, that, that was good too. With which mm-hmm. one? In no way was that. Yeah. That was good too. Like I don't know why they don't let them do this at full set. They had to have them. They just have them squash people. All the time. Mm-hmm. Squashes never do anything for anyone. <laughs> I see it all the time. No, but they're, I think that these guys are growing into the role that they're in. I think they're getting a lot better, and I think that there's, I think that they have something there. Like I think these guys are going to be something eventually. Uh, the revival, you know, got their fingerprints on this match, which led to well, they were faking an injury, correct? Torn ACL, MCL, meniscus, <laughs> PCL. But they're going to be ready to go on yeah, Saturday. They're ready to go Saturday. <laughs> A miraculous recovery. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they will be defending their titles, the Revival, against Gargano and Champa. They had a pretty epic match. Uh, when was that? Was that a, Brooklyn. a SummerSlam Brooklyn, weekend yeah. also? Okay. Um, I'll, this could be the match of the night. It will be. Yeah. <laughs> it will be. Do you think this goes on first? Because they seem to like putting a tag match first on TakeOver. It's two, it's, and it's two out of three falls. Two too. out of three falls. That, I think, you know, it ups the ante, obviously. Uh, two, two teams that are great in the ring. The Revival have had match of the night candidates at least three times that I can They've remember. had the match of the night the last three TakeOvers. 
Yeah, like they're this is going to be awesome. Well, I'm even, really looking forward to it. I'll this. even say back to I'll say five because I liked that match with Enzo and Cass last year at London. No, oh, that was great too. Um, the, yeah, they're, the tag team division isn't where it was last year. Like the Dusty Classic was a lot more mm-hmm. entertaining last year. You knew a little more of the tag year. teams, a little more about the names, and things, right, which helps. Right, but these two tag teams I think are really good. They're really entertaining. Um, like I said, this match is going to be incredible. I'll give my prediction first. I, I th- feel like they have to win it. I'm just going to say Gargano and Champa win it. I feel like they have to. They deserve it. They put on arguably the match of the year at the uh, the Cruiserweight Classic. They put on a great tag match with these two guys, their last opportunity. The fact that they kept this story going and they're still chasing it and the revival has been kind of taunting them all along the way, That to me that's Wrestling 101 is like they, 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 they overcome it. I feel like they have to. So, Alo, what do you think? The revival. What do you think? What about you, Joseph? I like your spirited pitch. <laughs> you almost swayed me off. Almost. Almost, but I, I, I still think the, the revival is, you know, two out of three. We've seen this before from the revival, and they end up pulling it out at the end. I'm not uh, going to be surprised if the revival wins. I, to me, this is a coin flip. I just I feel like this is... They never gave us that story with Enzo and Cass. Mm-hmm. I feel like these guys, not they're not Enzo and Cass, but I feel like the crowd is so behind them. They've been so close. So that means they don't need it. <laughs> they don't need it, <laughs> but, but they, they deserve it. I hear a little hope in your voice. There is hope. I, hope. I, like I said, I think these guys deserve it. They deserve... Remember how happy we were when we got to see Alpha hold up those titles? How happy they were that they finally... You know, Jason Jordan, who had been there for three or four years... And for a long time, looked like he wasn't going to get anywhere to be holding up the NXT title, the NXT tag team title. Uh, I feel like these guys deserve that moment. Even if they lose it, you know, the next week, I don't even care. They deserve to have that moment at a show like that. So I'd like to see it. Uh, the Women's Championship. Oh, we didn't do the um, who's going to win the tag team classic. Oh, you're right. Uh, so we have TM61 against the Lords, of, the Authors of Pain, the Lords of Pain, the Authors of Pain. I feel like well, I, I feel like I know who's going to win. Joe, who do you think in this one? Um, Arthur's a pain. Well, Ellering is in the shark cage above the <laughs> ring, right? <laughs> that, that, that is like the diabolical laugh. He will. <laughs> I thought you were going to like take over a city or, <laughs> or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who do you think wins? The Arthur's a pain? I think Arthur's a pain, personally. Offers a pain. Yeah, it makes no sense for them to lose yeah, at this point. Because it's a babyface thing to win that Dusty, Dusty Classic, but I don't think, I'm not sure if the family will be there again. I don't know that. Not to mention, is TM61 the babyface team that everybody's. I don't think so. Unless they're trying to make them that way, because they've actually had good matches. They have, but there's, there's something missing. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they've. Give them some pushes, but they haven't given them far enough to push where you would think they're gonna carry anything. Anything. Yeah, I, I just don't see it. So, and I, I think if they're if you're building up this monster team, build build up this monster team. Don't have them lose. Now, if Elrin is is suspended in the cage, is he gonna pull the bar break? Pull the bars open like China? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Well, they they were trying to say the last time that happened was with him. I forget what show it was on. But I was like, oh no, that's happened with that happened with China yeah. since then. So, so good. 
One of the what was it? Judgment Day. Um, Unforgiven '98. Unforgiven '98. Triple H versus Owen. I knew it was one that we uh, had reviewed. We didn't review that one. We didn't. Mm, we we've, we've talked about it. So we just talked about it. Yeah. We didn't review yeah. it. Okay. Never. Um, yeah. We're never reviewing that show ever. Huh? We're never reviewing that show ever. <laughs> you say that now, but when it's out of your hands, May your that's hands. your month. I feel like I I feel like I watched it. So I know I know I wouldn't have watched it. I feel like I wouldn't have watched it on my own. You may have. You might want to see Foley in Austin. Well, you gotta you gotta understand, Ron, with all this extra wrestling you're watching, sometimes you just go through fits where you don't even know you're watching. I don't even know what I'm watching. Like you just start watching wrestling. (laughs) Yeah. Out of force of habit. Yes, we all got the authors of pain in this one. Um so the women's match, there really hasn't been a build to this. Right? They they just kinda said like Okay, Mickey James. People know who she is, and you're gonna have a go ahead and have a match with her. Oh, one more thing about yeah. that tag division. Do you find it odd that the Dusty tag, the Dusty Classic, isn't the main tag team thing? Like like last year. Yeah, I do. I, I just find it odd that the tag team classic isn't the most important thing. It diminishes it a little bit. They half fasted this year. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I the, when I realize that it's like okay, you have a two out of three falls tag team championship match, and then the final of the tag team tournament, which is going to get put basically on the back burner. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I think it's kind of an odd choice. Yeah, because last year the tag team titles weren't defended at Takeover when they had the, the finals. Yeah, and they and made the a huge deal yeah. about like that was a, a, a key part of the show. Now part of that is because two of your biggest stars on the roster won the thing, but. Yeah, it is odd. And kind of unfortunate for the Dusty Rhodes Classic. But I guess maybe they know. Like, uh, maybe, maybe they know people aren't as invested in it this year. So They know they dropped the ball and they're just kind of gearing themselves for next year. Man. Yeah, that's kind of what how I feel about it, though. Um, is, there, is there anything to say about the women's match other than a prediction? I'm looking forward to it. I, I It'll con- be a good match. I have concerns. What's the concern? I don't think Mickey and Oscar will work together. Hmm. I'm sure they've done some behind-the-scenes training if they're coming. I don't think they're going to come in cold as this. I mean, you never know, but... Well, Asuka's rarely on the show, so yeah. she's had plenty of time to be working on Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, I know I know Bailey mentioned in, in interviews that it's sometimes some people have a little hard time working with Asuka because she doesn't speak full English yet. Right. Full English. So it's like, Mickey James is... I don't know if she's been to the performance center training with Oscar or going over the match or whatever, with her, but that's my only concern. I I think the match is going to be great because this is what I want because you need somebody believable to be in there with Oscar because even when Mickey James had her promo on the, on the, on the screen at, at the screen at full sale, Oscar was like, yeah, I want it. I want it because she doesn't have any competition because there's nobody out there that's actually... You could actually threat. believe that could beat Oscar. No except, threat right now. Yeah, except Ember Moon, because mm-hmm. she's the only actually character that looks intriguing to Oscar's character. But yeah. that's for further down the road. Um, Joseph, any thoughts on it, or you just want to give a prediction? Well, it's hard, given the fact you haven't really seen much of Mickey James to see Oscar losing at this point, so I'm going to go Oscar. Halo? Oscar. But I hope Mickey James stays for a little bit. Uh, I say Oscar. Do you, do you believe at all, either one of you, that they really wanted Trish Stratus in, Trish Stratus in this spot? No. No. Okay. Not NXT. So they may have wanted Trish Stratus, or they may not have. Yeah. Basically. Well, they may have wanted Trish Stratus, but she was pregnant, so they couldn't get Trish yeah. Stratus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Meltz. Yeah. So we all got Asuka. I would like to see Mickey James stick around, too, because they, they could use her. Yeah, definitely. She could yeah. help build the women. Yeah, she could. 
back up to mm-hmm. something down yeah, there. Yeah, she, she could just do taping because I know she sometimes she says it's far difficult because she, she has to find something to watch her mm-hmm. son. But it's like just just do a tape, just do a few tapings at a time. Yeah, and it'll be it'll be fun to see her. She, I mean, she had a pretty good performance at House of Hardcore. Back in April. Uh, oh, she was there when you went? She was there, yeah. She came out to help out uh, Tommy Dreamer in his match. Okay. I mean, um, we've seen from NXT now, you only need to show up once a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, just do one taping every month or whatever. Whenever they do it, just show up, do a taping, do, do a couple of backstage segments, you'll probably have a match. Just do that. I Because really, they need people, they need name recognition, especially in the women's division. Yeah. Uh, last match on TakeOver Toronto. Two Canadians. We have Bobby Roode. And the perfect mm. ten, Ty Dillinger. And the entrance off. Yeah, the entrance <laughs> off. Oh man, who does? Who gets? Ty Dillinger gets the bigger pop, right? He has to. I don't think so. Really? I think Bobby Roode does. Man, I don't know. In Toronto? I don't know. Fans love that Ty Dillinger entrance. We'll see. I'm curious. But though. everybody loves the glorious song. You're right. Yeah, it it is, is awesome. Very glorious. Do you think he does the whole thing with the, the ramp again? Do you think he does the whole big-time entrance? Yeah, he'll do a big-time entrance. you think it'll be the same one he did his first time, or you think he'll find something, something different? Find something different. Uh, I think this is going to be a good match. I hope it is a highly competitive match. I think it will. Because I loved the uh, the promo Dillinger did uh, this past week. Yeah, it was, it was an entertaining promo. I thought, to me, that was like the, the most they've let him... Actually, be a part of the show because usually he's just out there to get a pop for like during a match. He rarely gets to actually be like an actual guy, and they let him do that. Uh, I liked what he said about Bobby Roode. Val, you know, th- th- this is what he does everywhere he goes. This is who he is, and basically, you know, I'm going to turn Toronto into what do you say, the perfect ten city or whatever the heck, he, mm-hmm. however he put it. Bobby Roode said, you know, all basically all this is Ty's fault. None of it's my <laughs> fault. I didn't want to do any of this. He he's the one who tarnished Dusty Rhodes' name, not me. Um, ultimately, like we've said before, Ty Dillinger is the new Tyler Breeze. Everybody loves him, but he just puts people over in the biggest matches. So, either one of you can can give your your thoughts, comments on this whole storyline. But I'm just going to go out. Bobby Roode is my prediction. So whoever has anything, hey, you know, you got Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode. I have, I have no reason to say otherwise. I mean, I, I think it's kind of interesting that they gave something like this to Bobby Roode. It's fun for me to watch, but I think Bobby Roode's the big name here. Yeah, agreed. A lot of people think he's going to be the next one to hold that title, so we're not going to see him lose anytime soon. Uh, anybody have any other thoughts on NXT or TakeOver? Looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Um it's unfortunate we're a week behind, so I really I know a little bit of what happens because I watched some of it before we started recording. But um, there, yeah, there was no women, no Oscar, or Mickey James on this week's nope. NXT either, which I thought was kind of weird. Um, do we have any listener questions? Yep. Yeah. Yes, we do. We got one from Don from Lord. I Lord, no relation. <laughs> All right. He says, why do you think Shane is wrestling for Team SmackDown when he has no storyline to be in it or gain from it? I really don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was asking myself the same question, but I think it's just Shane Usually, Mack. yeah, usually even there. if I'm, like, uh, grasping at straws, I have an answer. I, 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 I don't know, because there's wrestlers they could use. I, I really don't know. I don't see any reason why it needed, he needed to be. Uh, maybe the only thing I could think is... Maybe they want to have him do something crazy, 
that, that's the only thing I could really think. Anybody have a better answer than that? I have no clue. No, I think it's just Shane. I mean, it's his brand. He has his fingers on it. He wants to be involved in it to make sure it's kind of like he can't get far enough away. Doesn't trust anyone else, so he puts himself in there. Well, wait. Is Goldberg and Brock the main event? Yeah. Okay. So this is my only line of thinking on this. If the intention is to have Shane interfere in this match, maybe they want to have him out there competing, showing him as a competitor because you could easily forget. Yeah. And maybe they want to show him out there as a competitor, and then he comes in and, mm-hmm. as opposed to like you know he's, he's in his his jeans and his shirt and tie with his vest and his blazer. Mm-hmm. They want him out there as a competitor in ring gear, coming out to interfere in that match. Yeah. That's that's the only thing I could think of other than he's going to do a big spot. I'll stick to that. <laughs> that makes sense. I'll stick to that. I'll roll. I, 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 that's what I said was going to happen. I'll roll <laughs> right. With it. All right, and he's also asked. Top three people you hope to get a main title run. His people are Biggie, Big Cass, and Bray Wyatt. I don't know hmm. why, but Bray Wyatt. So, one of the reasons I was rooting so hard for the women to get that main event spot at Hell in a Cell was because I had made the prediction that Sasha Banks would headline a pay-per-view during 2016 in the TJR Wrestling predictions column. So I also made the prediction that someone from the New Day would hold a singles title. So I will also put Biggie on my list because that would make my one another prediction of mine come true. I will also say Chris Jericho, even though I know it's gonna not gonna happen. And who else would I like to see? Does that mean like a world title? He didn't or specify. This is the main title. Sami Zayn. Joseph. I'm going to go a little different to answering this question. I'm going to go a little off topic. I'm going to say anyone but Braun Strowman <laughs> is my choice. So all the options. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody <Funny>. but. <laughs> so you have a top 59, guys. You want to see you get a title run. Let's <laughs> just shovel. Let's bury Braun Strowman and anyone but him will be working for, fine with me. So not anyone but Roman, anyone but Strowman. I'll, I'll even throw Ellsworth in that list. We know how we feel about him. I'll even throw Ellsworth in there. Yeah. So. <laughs> wow. Wow. Saying a lot. Alo, who wow. do you got? Hmm. He says main title, so that's kind of rough for me because that's, that's like the the big title. If he said big car, I'd give him more, more, more guys, but Chris Jericho's one for sure. I would love Biggie to take a next step, but it's like, I don't know. I can't. I don't. I, I don't know how he would transition to be serious after seeing him in this new day character, new day phase. I think he could do it. He's played the serious role before. Yeah, but but the thing is, we know he's so entertaining now. So it's like, because he came out of his shell when he, before when he got with the new day. So it's like, how would he be? I I think know? he could channel that into like. Like an almost like an angry heel. I think he. I think he could do it. I believe he could. I think he has the ability to. Because that's two. Yeah. Um, Sami Zayn too, and I feel well. Actually, I'll take Sami Zayn. I'll say Finn Balor because I already. I want to see what that was supposed to be. Yeah. And to throw another one in there because I feel sorry for the guy because after they made him look so bad on last week, Baron Corbin <laughs> because. I because I last week I missed when he fell and I saw it again. I was like you really made him look that stupid, mm-hmm. 
and then he gets beat up by Kalisto. This, like that match was this Survivor Series match. This could have been the inspirational. Uh, yeah, the inspirational Baron Corbin. <laughs> this Survivor Series match could have been huge for him because yeah. even though he was a top pick, he's hardly been on SmackDown. He's really done nothing. So this no, was, they could have really showcased. Yeah, this is really going to be Baron Corbin because you want to get deep sixes and end of days is all over the place in this match. Mm-hmm. So I, I really felt bad for the guy because he's actually a believable heel. Nope, he like he hates everybody. When he gets in, he's been pretty good. Yeah, cause yeah, cause like we said, like Ron told me in WWE, on WWE roster, he's like going to be put with guys that can actually go on like NXT. He's they put up with these smaller guys. That's a squash. That seems to be the, the thing in NXT. NXT when people come to WWE who we think they aren't that great except Mojo he's horrible. <laughs> he hasn't won you over. No, no, no. It, not at all. Is he, are those Zubaz pants he's still wearing? They are. Okay. Are you hype, bro? That actually is my favorite thing that ever happened with Mojo Mojo Rally was he Zubis? said, "Yeah, I think Zack Ryder said so. Like, where do you even find these? Like, because I think he allegedly gave him Zubaz pants." Mm-hmm. He was like, I didn't even know they still made those. And I think Mojo's like, you can still find them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just felt so bad for Baron Corbin. I think, I, think I think he could be put in a prime role because they drafted him high. He's, I said, he's, he's a believable character. Yeah. The Lone Wolf, that's a great gimmick. And he's shown even, he walked out on Team SmackDown. I'm not teaming with these guys. So he's shown that he can actually be believable and pull it off. And I think I would love to see him with Cena. I think Cena could bring the best best yeah. out of him, but um, Baron Corbin that's my fourth guy. I could get behind that. honorable mention. Yeah, if you will. Yeah, so between the three of us, we named what sixty six guys. <laughs> <laughs> Coming a lot. Coming a lot. <laughs> uh, any more questions, or was that it? That's it for tonight. All right, so that is the show. Uh, hopefully, everyone out there enjoys. Take over Toronto on Saturday. Enjoy Survivor Series, not SummerSlam, on Sunday. There you go. This is a week where we are going to be force-fed, what, 9, 16, what, 17 hours of wrestling in four days? Well, two hours are optional. So we'll just Five days. Show, so we'll see. Takeovers is usually two hours. Survivor Series is six. So that's nine. Eleven. Only 11 hours over the course of four days. Yeah. Come next That's show. Right. Come next show. Next taping. I want to have written down records of who fared out better with their picks. All right. Okay. All right. Since I'm taking on you two guys. <laughs> That's true. Uh, okay. So, Alo, do you have something you'd like to say before we get out of here? Yeah. Tell your friends to get with our friends. We could be friends. We do a sense every Wednesday night. Five stars, five stars, five stars, five stars, five stars on iTunes. Pod being a stitcher. All right, so that is our show for the the voice that runs the place, Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd, for Mr. Sexy Punakana. Love you. Then now forever, CK and Joe Rodermill. I am Ron Pashery. This has been the MVP, the most valuable podcast in the wrestling podcast community. Vintage Pash. And we will see you next week. Vintage Pash. Talking all of they, talking all of they Hop on the top rope, about to land with this elbow Got him now, put him down right now Hit him with the palm handle Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand This is Superman, it's a summer slam Here we go again, fans marking man Man, I hate my balls, shut the Vince McMahon It ain't safe to land, off the cell Fans love it, ain't hard to tell Talking madness, awesome well What I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell